thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome. We're so glad to have you with us today for Jesus the Healer. Come on in. We saved you a spot. You say, well, where's my spot? Right in front of your screen, right there. And we saved it for you. And uh, we, we invite you, get, get your notepad or some kind of device to take notes on. Get your Bible. Follow along with us. We're expecting God to speak to you. And uh, when he speaks to you, take note of it. Amen. So that we can be mindful to be doers of it. Um, we began on the previous episode talking about something that's important. It's important to our faith. It's important to our health. It's important to the development of our spiritual life. And uh, we're looking, at, first of all, at Jude. There's one chapter in the book of Jude, but verse 3, when Jude tells us, earnestly contend for the faith. Those are active words. Those are words to earnestly contend shows an interest level. If you're earnest about something, you're, you're interested in it. And uh, we won't float into God's best. We're going to arrive there on purpose by act, by purposeful steps that we take. Although the blessings of God the inheritance of God is ours. It already belongs to us. It's not trying to earn something from God because it already belongs to us. But we have to be earnest and contend. See, when we see this word contend, Jude said earnestly contend for the faith. It gives us the idea with this word contend that there's opposition. Yes. There's going to be opposition to your spiritual advancement. There's going to be opposition to you enjoying the inheritance that God made yours. The opposition doesn't come from God, but it comes from the devil who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So to get past that opposition, we have to be interested to get past it. We have to be interested to lay hold of everything God's made ours if we're going to get past that opposition. And we won't get, we won't get past opposition being half-hearted. Because the devil is not half-hearted about our defeat. He's, he's all in toward our defeat. But you know what? We're all in toward the victory Jesus won for us. Amen. That we're enforcing the victory. We're not winning the victory. We're enforcing the victory. And that's a, that's a whole different approach to it. We don't have to win victory. We've already got the victory. But we're, we're enforcing our victory by keeping anything that opposes us off. Off our territory. Amen. Um, we also looked yesterday, and we invite you to go back and watch the previous episode, but Revelation chapter 3, verse 15, Jesus was speaking to the church at Laodicea, and he made this statement. He said, I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm 
and neither cold nor hot, I will spew you out of my mouth. So what's he saying? He's saying um, there's cold, there's hot, you're right in the middle. You're lukewarm. He says that doesn't work. Being lukewarm doesn't work. You would think it would. You'd think lukewarm's better than cold. I mean, if you're drinking hot coffee and it's lukewarm, at least it's better than cold, right? Naturally, we're thinking at least lukewarm's a little bit more comfortable than being overly cold. But we see this spiritually speaking. For someone to be lukewarm, they once once were hot. Mm -hmm. They once had heat applied to them spiritually and they cooled down. They stepped back. They moved out of that place of hotness. And now they're lukewarm. Someone who's cold never had heat put to them. And Jesus said, I would rather basically you never knew these things than knew them and stepped away from them. Because then you're lukewarm. So... um, What's this mean? He wants us to be hot, spiritually hot. Amen. Amen. Spiritually, we're interested. We're pressing. We're making movement. We're advancing. Now, we also looked at Romans chapter 12, verse 10. And it reads, Paul was writing, he said, Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love, in honor preferring one another, not slothful in business, Fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Now, isn't it interesting in verse 11, he says, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. You know this, if you are slothful on a job, if you're a business owner and you're slothful, that's going to show up. That's going to show up in your income. That's going to show up in the way your product is put out among the people. It's going to show up in every way. So we know this just in the business world. If we're going to experience the kind of success of excellence, we can't be half-hearted. We got to be all in toward that, right? We have to give our best. That's what we're talking about. Give your best. You can't be slothful in business and arrive at the best. You'll struggle. You will have unnecessary struggles just by being not all in. Well, even so, just as being slothful in business will hurt you, be fervent in spirit too. Don't be slothful in spirit. Is because just as if, if you think being slothful is a difficulty in business, because it will, you right. can lose your business. Yes, right. You can lose your job yes. if you're slothful yes. toward business. Yes. Well, just think what else can be lost if we're slothful spiritually. Oh. Our health can be lost. Our peace can yes. be uh, robbed from us. All these kinds of things. We can't be slothful. Uh, fervent in spirit. And... Uh, Listen, we need to be fervent in our business, yes. right? Yes. right? When a man hires us, we need to give him our best. Yes. Right. And we say, well, it, he, you know, he's the business owner. I just work for him. You need to treat it like it's yours. Right. In the sense of, in the sense of, if it were yours, you'd give it your best. Yes. We should right. give our best. God's telling us, give your best spiritually. That's right. That's right. Be yeah. fervent yeah. in spirit. Yes. Notice the next phrase, serving the Lord. He, how do it, this is showing us how he wants to be served. Someone who's hot for him, someone who's fervent. He doesn't want someone who's half-hearted. To, he doesn't want to be served half-heartedly. Let me put it that way. He wants to be served with someone who's completely interested 
in, in his business. Yes. Amen. Amen. Not slothful, fervent. Yes. Um, I, was, I was talking a little bit on the previous episode about when we were in church growing up. Of course, we were faithful to, to attend church. Um, but in our thinking, and it's because we weren't taught. It's not because we purposefully did this, but we just didn't know better. We weren't taught we didn't know as a congregation members that we had a responsibility toward the service. We thought our responsibility is show up, just show up. And we did. Mother made sure we showed up, but we just sat there and looked around and acted like we were enduring. <laughs> you know, how, how much longer, you know? Um, we, were not, we were not fervent in how we attended church. Therefore, we weren't fervent in our spiritual life either. And we just expected, I hope the preacher does good today, you know. But as I said in the previous episode, there's three parts to every service. There's God's part, there's the minister's part, then there's the congregation's part. And if we're going to experience the best, all three of those need to be operating. Not just two-thirds or one-third. You know, God will always do his part. And uh, so we, you can, we cannot expect the best when we're not doing our part. Doing our part spiritually includes being fervent, being fervent, not being casual, not being half-hearted. I had quoted something my husband said years ago. He made this statement. He said, the reason more people don't receive more in a service is because they don't respond more. Meaning this, we receive to the measure we respond. We receive to the measure we expect. And I'm not talking about just a mental or physical response. I'm talking about your heart engaged, your heart involved, your heart hooking in. And uh, that's one of the things I've gotten to be around some precious generals in the body of Christ in my, you know, almost 40 years of ministry. And uh, one of the things that I noted about the generals, nothing about them is half-hearted. Even you can have a conversation with them and they're not looking up. They They are practiced and skillful at honing in and ignoring distractions, ignoring the unimportant in the room. And um, this is a spiritual, uh, a spiritual skill to learn to cut out distractions, ignore distractions around you in a church service so you don't miss what God's saying. Because God will say something to you in a service that never came out of the preacher's mouth. The, the minister, the pastor, the preacher can go to a certain scripture and when he reads it and you follow along in your Bible, all of a sudden something else stands up to you on that page and God starts talking to you about something right in the middle of that and you start turning your ear, which you should, to what is God trying to show me and when you're interested, you'll hear more. If we're not interested, we won't even notice when God is trying to say something to us. So that goes back to something that my husband said that is so good. The reason more people don't receive more in a service is because how they don't respond more. Meaning this, 
if we would hook on, if we would bring our expectation, bring our faith, we would expect God to say something to us. If we would be interested and engage with our heart, we will not come away without something deposited in our heart. God will see to it. No one turns toward him with an open heart and something and that be neglected. God will deposit something. He'll, he'll make something available for you to grab hold of and take into your heart. Amen. So I had to practice this. I had to practice this because growing up, I was practiced at not responding. I was practiced at this, my flesh doing nothing, my mouth not doing anything. Um, too much, you know, too much of the time we were silent. Now, I'm not talking about being dishonorable in a service. I'm not talking about out preaching the preacher and trying to gain attention for ourselves by trying to get attention, you know, draw it away. I'm talking about somebody, it dawns on something, somebody goes, oh, praise God. You know, they got that. The Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the spirit of man. When out of the abundance, when something is, when the heart is full of something, yes. notice it's out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth yes. speaketh. Right. When the heart is full, it's going to show up in the mouth. Amen. Yes. The heart ta- is talking about the spirit, but the mouth is in the body. So he's saying, when your heart gets full, your body's going to pick that up. <laughs> it's going to start, a, the body's going to pick up that flow. So for us to sit there and go like this and close mouth and sitting back and saying, I, I'm full. <laughs> There's something on the inside. You know, you just get so excited. You don't have to be inappropriate in your excitement. Right, right. And become the big distraction in the room. <laughs> but there's going to be something you're going to say, praise God, I got that. You know, uh, you know what it's like when you stand around at Thanksgiving or Christmas and somebody puts out your favorite dish and you stand there. You don't even wait until it's plated. <laughs> Right? You just sit and take a fork or a spoon and you go out of it out of the big dish and you go and you just, oh, oh, my, oh, you know, and you start giving the grunt and the groan over the goodness of that thing. Why? Because of the, you were interested and it started, it started moving you. Right? And that's over food. Yeah. How much more the word of God that the spirit of man gets thrilled. Listen, your spirit will get thrilled with the word. Thrilled. And Dad Hagen, who is our spiritual father, Kenneth Hagen, he used to say to us, it's when you get thrilled with the word that it works for you. What's he saying? You're fervent with, you're fervent about that. You're interested in that. And that's when it works. When we're half interested and half hearted, then wonder why it doesn't work. Because we're not working it. We're not working it. We need to be fervent. It's important. If we're going to live healed, we have to be fervent toward the healing word. We have to be interested in the word of healing. Amen. Amen. That means we will inconvenience ourselves to get where that word is being preached. Yes. Yes. We will pay money 
to buy the book that teaches us. Right. We will pay yes. money to buy a CD or yes. something that teaches. Yes. We will inconvenience ourselves yes. to purchase something that means something to us. We can tell what we're fervent at by what we spend our money on. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I spend my money to get around where God tells me to be with the man of God, God hooks me up with. And when he tells me to be in services, I will spend thousands of dollars to get where I'm to be because I'm hungry to receive what's in that man of God. And I know you, you'll do the same thing. You do the same thing. And that's important. It shows God our hunger. It shows God our fervency. But if someone will only want, they'll only lay hold of what floats past them. There's much that they won't be laying hold of that belongs to them. It takes fervency to lay hold of something in the face of opposition and say, I'm not letting go. I don't care what the mental pressure is. I don't care what the push on the flesh is. I don't care what the symptoms are. I don't care what the pain says. I'm not letting go of what has been purchased for me and provided for me and part of my inheritance. Now, see, I'm not earning it, but I'm holding fast to it. That takes fervency to hold fast. You've seen fervency play out even in toddlers. There's one toy in the room and two toddlers. Uh-oh. One has the toy and, you know, possession means nothing to the other one. <laughs> and the other one comes up and takes it, uh-huh. right? Or they put their hand on it and you see this uh, match going on, this wrestling match, you know, this tug of war thing going on. Which one ends up with it? The one who wouldn't let go. That's what fervency for us does spiritually. We don't let go. And if we let go, it's not the problem wasn't that we let go. The problem was we need to be more fervent. We need to be hotter for toward what has been made ours. Amen. Uh, We were talking about, well, and let, let me finish it up here is that means when I go to church services, that means when I watch something like this, a teaching, I'm not just half-hearted toward it. From my insides, I'm laying hold of that. I'm, I'm putting the, the, the hand of faith with that grip from the inside, my, the, the hand of my spirit grabbing hold of that thing. I'm grabbing hold of that. That's the hand of faith. And I'm not just casual toward it. I'm a doer of it. Amen. Being fervent turns you into a doer. When someone's not fervent, they will not do as they could do. I'm talking about being a doer of the word. When someone's not being a doer, it's a fervency issue. Wow. They're not as hot as they need to be. And listen, we all have to keep ourselves stirred up. We all have to keep, because... Opposition comes, if I could say this, to try to put out the fire. But we feed on the word to stoke the fire. Amen. And uh, the fire is under our control. How hot we are for God. Our spiritual temperature is under our control. One thing it says about God in describing him, he's fire from the low ones up and fire from the low ones down. He's fervent. 
He's fervent. We're made in His image. We are to represent that fervency. That when it comes to spiritual things, we're highly interested. We're not just casually interested. We're highly interested. So that means that it's going to it's going to mean how it's going to affect how we respond when we're in church services, how when we're around the preaching of the word, I mean, our heart is engaged. We're sitting on the edge of our seat. We're ready to, to, to be better hearers. Amen. Because sitting back and sitting casual, um, if I could say this, and I'm not talking about just a physical posture, a spiritual posture of leaning back and just being half hearted. It, it, we'll, we'll face things that could have been avoided right. if we'll be hot for God. Yes. Amen. Um, the word tells us, Paul was writing and he said, the kingdom of heaven suffereth or invites violence and the violent take it yes. by force. Right. So spiritual violence is taking it, yes. taking it, taking it. That's the life of faith we're taking. We're taking, we're taking, we're taking. What are we taking? Our inheritance. Everything that's made ours, we're taking it. And if we're just waiting for it to float to us, it won't. It won't. We have to take it. Why? Because there's an opposition. There's enemies to our inheritance, to our blessings, not from God. We're not having to take from God. We're taking it past opposition that's trying to keep it out of our reach trying to take it from our hands, Uh our hand of faith. Mm -hmm. And we say, no, you don't. And so you won't have faith issues when we're hot for God. It helps your faith to be hot for God, to be fervent. Because even when you don't know something, your fervency won't leave you in the seat of ignorance. You'll keep pressing and asking and and knocking and seeking until you find out what your faith needs to know. Amen. Amen. So I wrote a book off of this statement that my husband made. He made this one statement. The more pe- the reason more people don't receive more in a church service is because they don't respond more. Well, if that's true in a church service, that's true at home. When you're feeding on the word and you don't respond to that word at home, you won't receive that much. But how we respond to the word, no matter what setting it's in, whether it's watching a broadcast, whether it's spending time in your devotional time alone with God, whether you're listening to a CD or reading a book, how you respond to that is going to determine what flows into you. And I wrote a book on it called How to Respond to the Holy Spirit, responding to the Holy Spirit because so much of the time people are waiting for God to do something. He's waiting for us to have a right response to what he's already done. And as I said, you know, I was practiced. We were practiced at sitting back in church, no response, little response. And it was like the, the, what was, what was coming out of the pulpit just bounced off of us. I I know you're like me. You don't want it to bypass you. You want it to go in you. Fervency is part of being a good receiver, helping us to receive. We're hot. We're interested in what that word we're hearing. We're not casual toward it. Did you notice this? Not saying he didn't, but we don't have record of Jesus ever in his earthly ministry going door to door, knocking on doors and saying, I've come to heal you. Do you want it? I've come to heal you. Do you want it? I've come to heal you. No. 
We don't see him approaching them. We see them coming out and finding him. Yes. Right? I'm not saying don't go door to door ministering to people. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the flow of fervency and expectancy is you don't just sit at home and wait for something to show up. You go to where it's being, where it's moving, where it's flowing. And I had to get past my flesh because my flesh was trained in church services to just sit there and do nothing. I had to get past it to say, wait a minute. My body can rob from what goes into my spirit yep. wow. by me just sitting back and acting casual. That's really good. Amen. And I, 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 I just lean forward, sit forward. And I'm talking about inwardly. Sure. I'm not just talking about God blessing you because of the way you're whole, posturing your body. I'm talking about how we, how we respond in a service is an indicator of what's going on inside of us. Well, even so, with the word that we're reading at home, uh, the outside's an indicator of the inside. Be fervent. Be fervent. Amen. And when you get fervent and you're reading the word, you go, oh, that's so good. <laughs> right? And you'll get thrilled with the word. And it will work for you. And we keep feeding that word into our spirit until we get so full of faith that our faith becomes violent. Yes, that's right. Meaning I'm taking hold of this and I'm not coming off of it and nothing is robbing from me. I don't care what the pressure is on the mind. I don't care what the opposition is on the body. I'm not letting go. Fervency plays a role in that. Amen. How interested are we? in what God's made ours. I'm interested. You're interested. And I'm just trying to teach us that we have to, and sometimes we can be interested, but we don't realize that our response is engaged or it is connected to our interest. Our response is connected to it. And I had to step past my flesh to start responding in a service to God. Why? I laid hold of more when I did. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. You don't want to miss next time. We're not finished. I'm not even on page one. (laughs) We're not finished yet. But until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. We will never receive from God beyond the measure of our response. In this book by Nancy Dufresne, she instructs us how to properly respond to God and the moving of His Spirit. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. Come join us for our Dufresne Ministries Miracle Crusade in Georgetown, Texas at Church on the Rock, October 15th through the 19th. For more information and to register, visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. Come expecting your miracle. In this classic book by Nancy Dufresne, The Healer Divine, we are presented with a study of the healings of Jesus. Your faith will be stirred to believe and act as the healed God has already made you to be. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. 
Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.